Hello, everybody. Welcome to season three of Hush No More Champions. My name is Dr. Vanessa Dunn-Guyton, and I am the proud founder and executive director of Hush No More. Hush No More supports survivors when they're ready to come forward to share their story, to get resources, or just to have somebody to listen to. And we also provide training all around the country on what I call the Hush Topics, sexual assault, domestic violence, sex trafficking, human trafficking, incest, child sexual abuse, all of those topics that families and friends and communities have a hard time discussing, we talk about them here. It is very important that we open up and talk about the things that affect our communities, you know, the things that hurt our children. And so that is always my goal. And so I'm honored that you're joining us tonight. So my guest today, I'm bringing her on, is Gwendolyn Downing. She is absolutely phenomenal. I am so happy that she's my guest today. Welcome, beautiful. Oh, thank you, Dr. Vanessa. I'm so excited to be here. I know it was a minute because we started talking and I realized that you have something that you really needed to share with the masses and it has to do with self-care, something that we often neglect all the time. So even me, I neglect self-care. So I want to make sure that I brought you on so that we could talk about some things that can help our communities and advocates as well. So tell us a little bit about you. Um, well, I... While I identify as being part of everything, no matter where I live, I live in Oklahoma, um, so have lived here my entire life, so kind of that part of the nation. And then my background is in behavioral health. Um, I'm a licensed professional counselor, but my um, focus really wasn't doing clinical work as much as it was doing administration, program building, uh, trauma-informed services. And um, so that's a little bit about my history. Okay. So I've been to Oklahoma. I've been to Fort Seal, but I haven't been to the area that you live in. So you never know because I love the travel. So you never know when I pop up in Oklahoma. <laughs> so thank you. Talk. thank you for joining me from there. So your work, what do you call your self-care work? Tell me about your organization and how you frame it. So um, I have, I call it an initiative and it's called the Connect All Initiative. And um, it really is about how we can all have the most safety and hopeful possibilities, how all life can. And um, out of that, I created the framework and I call the framework five through the filter. That's the self-care framework we'll talk about. And um, it is what helps us individually live the best lives we can. And then collectively as community achieve the world we need. And so that's kind of... Um, Five Through the Filter is part of the Connect All Initiative, and that's the goal. So your goal is to change the world. That's a big goal. Absolutely. But, you know, in being very honest, um, you know, with us being on Hush No More, there is so much suffering. And while I need the most safety and hope for me and who I'm attached to, there is 7.9 plus billion people on this planet plus all life. And there is so much unnecessary suffering. And, um, you know, there are things I don't have words for. And so with that, um, if that's what needs done, then it is both necessary and doable. And when you look at it, that's not just, that's not idealistic. That's not being grandiose. That really is breaking it down and going, okay, if it's necessary and doable, then how do we do it? 
And so um, really breaking it down to get pragmatic, but yes, it's, I'm ready to change the world so that it's the world we all need. So that's what's important for me. Like I want my work that I do when I'm working with victims, with survivors and different agencies, I want to change the world. It's not just our community because it feeds all over. Like I talk about human trafficking that comes from other countries as well, right into our country. So you have to make an impact. And so I love that that is your goal and it's important, not just in your community. You want to change how victims suffer all over and it's important. So I love that about you. That, that that stood out when you said, I just want to change the world. And some people would think that, you know, that you're never going to do it, right? They're like, you can't change the world, but you can. You can one person at a time. So kudos to you for that. Um, we all have trauma. We all go through some things. Some people trauma is more than others. How did you start this? Like what happened to you in your your life where you realized that there had to be something else out there to help other people, someone similar to you? Um, I'm actually going to go back a little bit further with you than I normally do. Still not going very deep, but just a little bit further. So I mentioned my background is in behavioral health, and I actually worked for the Oklahoma State Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services because it's a very long title. But I worked for that department. And most of the time I was there, I was over trauma-informed services for children and adults. So I was immersed in learning about all that. And whatever my life up to that point, um, there was this these layers then of understanding the impact of trauma and how that went. So just to, that just gives you a little bit more of my background that I had this understanding of trauma in, um, in all the different ways from natural disasters to child abuse and, and that crisscross. But then in my personal life, um, something I've started sharing is, um, and just gives you a little bit of context, is I'm neuroatypical. And even though I work in the field I work in and I have been surrounded by professionals, um, I truly didn't understand how that impacted me till recently. And that doesn't tell you anything about uh, my journey, but it gives you context as I share a little about my journey. So then um, backing up, back in 2017, I started going through um, just some life events that I, I'm still learning how to how to process through and and with everything. And those life events, along with you know what it what I'd been through up to that point with my trauma history or, or working in the trauma field, and then now going through these life events that um, the answers just weren't there. And so I started looking for answers for myself. And for who I'm attached to, and for every child and innocent. And um, while I'm still looking for a lot of those answers, that led me to putting a connect all together because um, the world wasn't what I needed it to be. The answers weren't where we needed them to be. And so if they weren't, and I couldn't find anyone else doing it, then that's what led me to it. Um, it hasn't been a linear journey and it hasn't been a pretty journey. Um, there's lots of different parts of that. And 
there have been times, and, and since we're on Hush No More, again, I'm going to talk about this a little differently than I normally do, like in a professional training. Um, you know, there have been things I didn't just experience personally um, from what I was going through, but then also the reactions of professionals and systems around me. And that was me being someone who was already a professional, who knew how to advocate, and still experiencing issues in the systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, from people who should understand, maybe not systems, but people who should. People, yeah. People. Um, and so, and, and again, your story is never your, sometimes your story is never just your story. Sometimes there's other people involved. Um, so it really was, as I started trying to find my answers and for the person I'm attached to, and then it was for children and innocence and all of this mixed together, it was, okay, let's start doing this and working my way through it. Um, so so different layers of lived experience in that um, really did lead me to this. For me, I think it's healing when you figure out ways to help other people who experience things as, such as yourself. So for me, I didn't share my trauma, right? I never told anybody. I didn't get any help. And then I went downhill. And so now I'm very vocal about it. And I created Hush No More to encourage other people to come forward. Maybe not as loud and vocal as I am now, because now I don't shut up, but to get people to come forward to get help. And I realized that there wasn't anyone that was talking about, I know you don't want to share. I know it's embarrassing. I just want to listen. I'm not going to judge you. I just want to love on you. You know, we all go through things. And so that's why I created the organization, because it's important for us to heal in our journey. And I see that in you. I see you're doing Connect All as part of your healing journey and to help other people, you know, and you're most important in this whole process. And I thank you for sharing to try to even formulate how to express what happened to you. And I'm proud of the way that you did it, Gwen, because a lot of other men and women are experiencing the same thing. Like, how do I even verbalize what happened to me in this place that I found myself and I didn't have any answers? It's a weird place. I found myself there, right? But I found myself in the hospital doing it. So it was like, how do, how do you get through that? And I'm sure that my audience just saw that in you and you really opened up and sharing on a large platform. And so I'm proud of you and I thank you and I honor you in this moment for sharing that you didn't have an answer because a lot of us don't, but we don't tell anybody. So thank you for that. That means a lot. Okay. All right. So part of all of this, you went through this journey, right? And you started finding answers. I want you to tell us about how you actually came up with five through the filter. Explain to us what's five through the filter. Um. Okay. So I'll tell you what the what it stands for first and it kind of makes a little sense. Um, but so five through the filter is, and I use my hand kind of as an example. Um, and let me back this up actually. <laughs> Sorry. That's Got a little thing. nervous, Dr. Vanessa. Um, you know, going back to wanting to change the world, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things I started realizing, and as I said, this wasn't a linear journey, was how our lives all are tied together. And that's not a, um, that's not a 
value thing that's an actual very pragmatic here's how the world operates and um, I didn't know understand principles like interdependence on how everyone is connected and then outside of interdependence how the world is really connected mm-hmm. and one of the key things I learned out of that was that every single moment what you are doing and I'm doing we're affecting each other's safety and hopeful possibilities. And what I'm doing or not doing every moment affects the child in Pakistan. And what the child in Pakistan has affects the retiree in Sweden. The retiree in Sweden is affecting the single mom in Chile. And that the world really is interconnected and there isn't our separate lives. And so with that, um, not only just from a if I didn't understand that, there's this every single moment in my life, I need to be doing the best I can to take care of myself so I have the most safety and hope. Mm-hmm. And then for who I'm attached to, I want to be doing the best for them. And then one of my other motives, and I talk a lot about children and innocence, um, is I never want to, um, I always want to be able to positively and never negatively say, here's what I was doing when you needed me. And so these were my motives for putting this together was how do I live my life the best I can? And knowing that our lives are interconnected, how valuable every moment is. So then how do we possibly do that? Like, where do you start with that? <laughs> so it really was kind of breaking down everything. And um, so the five through the filter is since every single moment of our lives matters and I want to make the best of that moment, how do I do that? So our filter is our decision maker for the day. Like every decision we make goes through here and um, it, it's foundation is being logical. Like I'm being as logical as I can and I'm connected to myself and staying self-aware and then being logical. Is this decision taking me closer to my goal, the most safety and hope? And am I valuing the moment? So that's the filter is I want to be making good decisions. My decisions need something to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so then there's five things to do each day. And the first one is what we think of as, even though it's all self-care, this is what we think of as regular self-care, you know, getting our exercise, trying to eat the best we can, hygiene, relationships, you know, mental health care, basic self-care goes there. Um, then the second part is doing something to take care of our environment because that is taking care of ourselves. Um, the environmental studies are literally showing how we're, we're destroying our bodies and our worlds and we're causing, um, extinction. We are causing natural disasters. So I need to be doing what I can within my situation to do something, take care of the world around me. Um, the third one is doing one thing to be prepared because, um, and these are all made very, like, this may sound like a lot, but I break it down where it's as easy as getting used to brushing your teeth every day, right? Mm -hmm. So doing one thing to be prepared, because we know um, overall a lot of times we aren't prepared for things, um, from accidents to major incidents, and the cost. And so doing one thing to be prepared, just doing that. Then the fourth one, is to be more informed and understand our world a little bit every day. And um, again, keeping it short and sweet, but how do we know if we're hurting ourselves and others? How can we be aware of the things we need to be aware of, both good and bad, if we aren't 
being a little bit more informed. And then the last one, and this one is where we change the world. The last one is every single day, no matter what, I mean, short of me being unconscious in a hospital, I'm going to be asking and helping others get connected and involved to how we change the world from the foundations up. And, um, and so those five things, I do them every day. I have a decision maker to help me do them. So that's what five through the filter is. And um, do I need to pause there? Or you ask? No, I'm thinking about the different ways that I can use them. Right. So, so one, I need to, because I'm going to go through your five filters and see yeah. how can I apply it. And am I doing a good job? Because I might not even be doing a good job. So one, I think about exercising. I try, right? <laughs> I try to eat right. I try to exercise. You know, I try to focus on mental health. I really do. Not always successful. Planet Planet Fitness gets a lot of my money and I don't make it. Um, two, environment. I do not litter and I hate people that, I'm not going to say hate. I shouldn't say hate, but it just bugs me when you litter, right? So that's part of me looking out for my environment and trying to recycle. That's really big for me as well, right? So I'm going, I'm going through these. Then the third one was, what was the third one again? Do something to be prepared. Be prepared. So I started writing my schedule down the night before. Everything is on my calendar to try to, try to be prepared. And I've also started having a an emergency savings to be prepared. So I think that reduces stress in life. Okay. The fourth one was... Be informed and understand the world a little better each day. So I try to be informed. I don't watch the news. And I know a lot of people do that through the news. And I do not like the news because I don't like sad stories, right? So I read my news. So it'll come through email form and I'll read and pick and choose what I'll allow mm -hmm. into my spirit because it just doesn't work well for me. <laughs> so I do and I try to keep up and people want to send me articles and information all the time. So I do try to stay abreast of that. And then my fifth one, I work with individuals every day to try to pour into them and show them love and to help and to offer my services and be available. So. I was listening to your five and trying to figure out, am I working on them on a daily basis? And I think I am unknowingly. I, I think I am. So that's pretty cool. Well, and it's, and it's we start layering them, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, you mentioned having the savings account. And so then you're like, OK, I'm working on my savings account. So I have finances. So maybe the next thing is. I'm going to look at, do I have enough if I don't have electricity because of a storm, mm -hmm. you know, and start working on those first 24 hours. That, so that may be the next step. And so we start layering in each piece. Um, and so then um, on the last one, the advocating every day, um, let me share a little bit about that one, because that one is kind of a it's an empowerment piece, right? For people on how, how am I asking, helping others with this every day? So one of the things is if we started looking at all the hush no more topics, right? Mm -hmm. If we started looking at everything from child abuse to domestic violence, to trafficking, and then things outside of that, things like racism and poverty and our environmental issues and all the ways we don't see people as people, you know, ageism, ableism, like the whole list, right? If we started looking at them and we did a cross analysis of what do they have in common and then a growth factor analysis, 
I was like, okay, what is the one thing they all have in common? That is where the logic and connection part comes in. Because this lack of logic and connection, I talk about how foundational it is. Um, it is the root cause of either directly why these things are happening or the reason we aren't addressing them the best way we can. And so when I started putting the advocacy piece together, it starts with logic and connection is the foundation. And it's kind of like a lot of the things we're doing in the world, we're doing backwards. We're talking about child abuse over here and domestic violence over here and the environment over here and racism over here and all of these things. And, um, and it's kind of like we're working on things from the outside in instead of starting at the foundation level. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was I was like, okay, so that's doing it backwards, right? Um, you know, one of the analogies I use is it's kind of like our body has all these wounds and we're trying to be healthy and I have all of these horrific wounds I'm trying to heal. And I haven't stopped and said, wait a minute, the body isn't getting sleep and it doesn't have nutrition. And if I start with that and then I look at what they have in common in the treatments, I'll heal quicker, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of the approach for the advocacy piece is that if we started with helping people understand how we're all interconnected and why they need logic and connection, and I'll explain those a little bit. You know, a lot of times everyone believes they're logical, right? But logic isn't intrinsic. That's something we have to learn. It's a skill set. And how do we hold ourselves accountable? How am I going, okay, have I really thought this through? And that's not taught. That is not something that's taught. And so, and then on the connection piece, both internally and externally, but starting with the internal, knowing how I'm put together, knowing how my thoughts, feelings, behaviors, physiology all go together, knowing what's different and special about me and my own function, knowing how to stay self-aware and valuing myself. We don't teach that. Mm -hmm. And so in our language, we say things like, well, people don't care. People are biased. People are illogical. Systems are illogical. But why? And when we look at why a lot of the violence and things are happening, it's why. So if we go down to the roots and start at the roots and go, okay, if I understand how the world is connected and I start working on my own logic here, Am I understanding myself and how I'm internally connected here? That's foundational. Mm -hmm. Then I can understand why and how to connect to the world around me. And out of that, if we look at all that, we can have what is core to all the ways that um, we don't see people in, in life in the right way, whether that's child abuse or domestic violence, like um, whether it's actions or words, what are those core things that's common to all of them? And on the flip, what's the core positive then skills I need to interact with all life, whether that's observation, verbal or nonverbal. And if we started building up and went from the world's interconnected, I'm working on my own logic and my internal connection. Now I can understand external connection now I'm going to learn these core things. Then I can get into all the nuances of here's the difference in between child abuse and domestic violence and sexual violence and racism and um, all the ways we dehumanize and animal cruelty and all of that. 
And so with the advocacy part of Five Through the Filter, pardon me, it really is advocating to help people start from that foundational part out um, so that we aren't spending our time because the world's overwhelming. And if we are talking about 17 different issues, people are like, how do I pick, right? But if I go, we start at the foundation. If you're working it from the foundation up, those issues start taking care of themselves as you move out. And then the little things you take care of as you move out. Um, so it's a very different approach um, for people that are advocates, um, for people that are wanting to learn to how do I make this world as safe as possible for myself and who, if there is anyone that you're attached to. Um, so that's a little bit different approach than a lot of people talk about. But it's a way that we effectively impact all the things we need to address instead of any one single issue. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Going through your process, right? And I have trauma and I'm struggling with depression. I'm having like the worst days ever. <laughs> like right. I can barely get out of bed or I'm just on autopilot, right? I have so much going on in my life and I'm barely existing. How can I go through the five filters? How can I get myself into that place and understand the need and the purpose? What would you tell somebody to convince them that this is like the way that they should go? It all comes down to the goal. You know, if I truly, truly value myself, and I do, and, and that's important to me, then this is as important as drinking water and having food. Because without that, I'm not going to make it. Mm -hmm. And it is that foundational. And, you know, some people like, and, and we can talk about this from different angles. For some people, it's like, I don't care about myself at all. But I really care about, and they may not even care about another person. They may care about their pet, right? Like they have some, some, life that they care about. And I'm like, okay, then if that's your goal for now, because we want to get you to care about yourself, but if that's your goal for now, this is the way to do it. And if you're like, well, you know, whatever the different argument is, it goes back to this goal of if the goal is safety and hope, then we have to do this. And it's that foundational. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, um, when people talk about being overwhelmed by things, it's kind of like knowing you have stage four cancer and saying, I'm too overwhelmed to do what I need to do. That doesn't work, does it? Mm -mm. Nope. And so um, when people, and, and that's been a very interesting conversation this year um, of people saying, but Gwen, everything's overwhelming. I'm like, so when things are overwhelming, that's when we have to get down the foundation and break it down into bite-sized pieces, because if not, what do things do? They multiply, right? And so if I'm already struggling, then this is a way to start bringing that struggle in and going, okay, how do I reduce the struggle? How do I make this happen? One step at a time. Because if I'm doing this, it's taking care of me. And as I'm advocating, that forms a community that also helps take care of me. So it's all about self-care. Um, and again, if, if you're at a place like I, 
I'm struggling with caring about myself right now. Okay, is there anything else? Do you not want to hurt anyone else? Like, you know, what is it I can find in you to help you? Um, you know, there's different ways of talking about it, but where is that part of you that is holding on? Because you're holding on for something or we wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm -hmm. So let's latch onto that and show how this is that foundational. And it's only five things a day. <laughs> yep. So for me, I, I need it simple. I need you to break it down, like how this can help me. For me to get buy-in, it can't take a lot of time. It can't right. cost a lot of money. Oh, and yeah. It's amazing about your program. It's absolutely free, right? Yeah. All of your training is free. Everything you teach is absolutely free. Free, free. So, <laughs> and that's that was another thing that made me say, you know, I got to get going on because she offers free services. This could change the world for free if we all just have a buy-in, right? And so I like it. I like that I, I could just tell myself, unless you got to do five things today, you get these five done, then you, you've you made it. You've made a difference in your own life. And that is considered self-care. But getting there is hard sometimes. Well, and what's interesting is you're not just making a difference in your own life. You're making a difference in the world around you, which then is taking care of yourself. There really is like this loop as we're taking care of ourselves and taking care of the world how that works. Um, and they, you know, one of the things I do, you look at is, is the reality of our lives. Um, like, so for example, being prepared, you brought up money, right? And resources. Um, so one of my things, so t sometimes these work together. So maybe my, some of the things I'm doing to take care of my environment today, take care of my world is, um, what I'm recycling or repurposing takes care of my one thing to be prepared today. So like, instead of throwing the, putting the tin can and recycling, that's going to be my candle holder next time. There's a power outage, or it might be, um, that, um, depending where you live, there's a lot of, um, um, sorry, I just went blank. Like, um, different communities have things on social media like the buy no um, buy nothing groups, the free cycle groups, things like that, where people just post, "This is what I have." Um, it could be something that you swap with somebody, um, and that's the thing. The more community we have, the more we're all helping each other do this anyway. But a lot of times, they work together to help you accomplish two things at once. And, um, and outside of finding an item, the other two things you can choose to be prepared is either do one action. So that may be like um, getting a paper copy of, it, of your in case of emergency. So if something happened to you, it has like all your medication, blood type, all your information they need, print it off so they have it. Um, or it could be learning something. So it could be um, I don't find an item or take an action, but today I, while I'm eating lunch, I watch like a three to five minute video over some skill I don't know, like how to put out a fire, how to do some piece of first aid, um, you know, how to be prepared, like if there's a different natural disaster in your area. Um, so there's different ways of being prepared each day. And I have it broken down to th three choices. Pick one. And again, sometimes doing one helps you with another one. I was thinking about, you know how sometimes you go to Walmart and the cashier is just rude. And normally it's because somebody else then came in line before you 
had a bad attitude, right? And I think that if we help people change their attitude, <laughs> be more optimistic about life, be more friendly, you know, have hope, you know, doing more self-care, that it really does change the world. Because then when you go someplace like Walmart, you wouldn't hurt people. You wouldn't upset people. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't be so rude and agitated if you really did self-care. Because I see it. I see people all the time. I'm like, yeah, you need to meditate. I'm saying it to myself. I don't tell them that. But I'm like, you need to do some meditation. You need to, you know, tackle your behavioral health because it doesn't make sense. And so you're affecting our whole community when you're not taking care of yourself. Well, and that goes back to, though, maybe why is that person doing that? You know, at which point were they taught how to think, how to be connected, how they even function? They may not know they function that way. No. And they don't know how to externally function, that external connection. And that's why, you know, one of the one and it's literally called I literally say logic and connection is the foundation because it is the foundation to everything. You know, um, if you if you look at any single issue and I mean, whether it's the person who was just um, upset at Walmart to um, anything happening globally. The root cause or and the reason we aren't addressing it the best we can is this lack of logic and connection. And so doing that and working on my own filter and then advocating for other to have that foundationally totally changes the direction of everything. Um, You know, just no matter what we talk about, it comes right back down to those building blocks of building building foundationally out instead of um, top down. I like that you say things like the other people you're connected to. So when we're in a bad place, we don't always realize that other people are affected. That is important that we do our self-care because it's our children, our spouses, our friends, your coworkers. Like you could be at work and tell somebody's having like a bad day. They're in a bad place. And so we do have to do something to for ourselves so that we can help others. I don't think people really think about it from that perspective of the perspective that you give, that it affects everyone. We're all connected. And so we have to be in our best place, our best mental space, you know, to be able to be productive and to love each other and love ourselves. If you're not loving yourself and taking care of yourself, you can't really do that for others in our community and show up the best you. And so self-care is so important to me. Absolutely. And and I think part of, you know, what I've been doing with Connect All is redefining what we mean by self-care. Mm-hmm. You know, people a lot of times think of self-care as, well, I just get to relax. Right. That's not necessarily self-care. Um, not that being calm isn't a nice thing or unhelpful, but that's not the focus. The focus is, you know, this stated goal I have of the most safety. We want to be as safe as possible, right? And we want to have the most hopeful possibilities because you can have lots of possibilities. We want the hopeful ones. We want the the positive ones, right? And so if everything I'm doing is about that goal and I stay anchored to that goal, my life looks different. And I have to advocate for the world that I need. And I have to live this way because I know what I'm doing environmentally I'm poisoning myself and the planet, which poisons other people, which this poisons me again. Right. I know that, you know, a lot of people aren't aware, um, you know, we're in the United States 
even though we're in separate states, you and I are in the United States. Um, a lot of people aren't aware that a lot of our trash gets shipped to other countries, um, that there are children being poisoned in other countries from things they don't even have of where we're, you know, whether it's electronics or how the trash is being processed. Um, we've shown that no matter where you are on the planet now, environmentally, there are so many plastics and chemicals, um, microplastics and chemicals in the air. It literally surrounds the globe in the air and the water. So even places that don't produce anything and couldn't if they wanted to are being affected. And so, you know, just looking at that issue, I don't want to harm myself. I don't want to harm anybody else. I have to work on these environmental issues. Um, you know, they have actually, the UN has now recognized environment as a human right. Um, and, you know, um, one of the reports that came out, and I won't even try to do say what the initials were, it's the IPC report, IPCC report. Um, when it came out, this year, it was like, it is unequivocal that these things are happening because of people, that we are having more natural disasters because of people. And which means there are more people facing adversity that were already, and people that were already disproportionately affected are now being more disproportionately affected. Um, so it's all ties together. And and so, yeah, five through the filter is a little unique. It's not just exercise, eat right. It's we have these other pieces, but they all tie to I want the most safety and hope. And I also don't want to hurt anyone else. But also it's not my interest to hurt anyone else because I don't know how that's going to come back and affect me. So even if someone was like, I don't like anyone else on the planet I don't like dirt. I don't like animals. I don't like kids. I don't like puppy dogs, right? Like I don't like other life. Okay. You still have to do this for you to have the most safety and hope because you can't get away from other life. We're interconnected across this globe. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's redefining the conversation of how we look at self care and, and how our actions affect each other. And then that comes back to affecting us. It does. And I will tell you, I can hear people saying, well, I'm going through trauma and I have so much going on and I don't like people and I do want to hurt people because that's just the place that I'm in. <laughs> so trying to convince them. And, and that's why I bring it up, because it is a, a conversation that we really have to have so people can see how important it is and how it plays a role. Because when you're going through, you're going through, you know, you yeah. might not want to talk to anybody. You isolate you're in your worst space ever. And I deal with a lot of people that are in that space. You know, I know they don't want to talk to anybody. They don't want to see anybody. You know, they could care less about taking out the trash. Their house is a mess because they can't even focus on that because they could barely get out of bed. And so I agree that working on these five things are ways that we can create goals and safety, you know, to get up, to get out, to do something different, to focus your mind on something else. But it's also working on yourself. Absolutely. And that's what I take from your program, um, because I always look at a person um, in their worst situation, in their mm -hmm. worst state. How can this help them from a self-care perspective? And if I'm focusing on five things that I got to do today, I'm focused on the five things and maybe I'm not focusing on my trauma. No. Well, and, you know, um, it also helps you 
not just work through the trauma you've already been through mm -hmm. because that's part of that's part of this one. First one. Yep. That's part of the first one. I have to do that because I can't be as logical and connective as I need to be if I'm not doing this one. So I'm working on my own stuff here. Um, and then not only that, it also is going to keep you from going through. You're going to be doing everything you can. There's no guarantees in life, but you're going to be doing everything you can to minimize additional trauma. Mm -hmm. You're going to be doing things to be prepared for anything else happening. You're going to be working on trying to reduce anything happening environmentally. You're going to know a little bit more about the world, which can help keep you safer and know what's happening. And if you're advocating for world change every day, so other people are thinking logically and connected to themselves and you in the best way, then that's going to change anyone else possibly hurting you. And, um, and so all of this is about not just, I got to deal with what I I've been through, but I don't want anything else. If I can do anything about it. Now there are some things I can't do anything about, right? But anything I can, and you know, um, if you look at the website, it says anything we can address because anything I can address, I got to try. That's my thing. Um, now if I can't do anything about it, I just can't, but I also then want to be as prepared as I can for that. Um, so it's all about, it's all about that. Mm -hmm. So if an individual or even an advocate or somebody just wants to change, their community. They want to change the perspective of self-care, right? They just want to come mm -hmm. from this different space and they go to your website. What would they find? What tools are available there? <laughs> I, so, um, I just got the website launched in, um, December. So it is still a work in progress as a way to say that, but there is, um, a guide on there. Um, and it's not a full book or a full manual, but it gets you through the pieces. Mm -hmm. um, there is a link to a training I did on ethical self-care um, on YouTube right now. I'm working on getting webinars on there, but that takes a little time and finances mm -hmm. and everything. Um, and and then also, so to learn the model, there's the guide and, and ah. some links. And I'll be putting more things on there as I can. Okay. Um one of the things people might find helpful just from a outside of the five through the filter is there's um if you need help page and it has both emergency numbers it has coping skills and apps you can try not saying they'll all work for you but they might and it also has a paper copy you can print off and add your own local things on there um, so that one of your things of being prepared may be that i need some local numbers printed off because you know Computers go down. I need something on me, things like mm -hmm. that. Um, so those are just some also it has, you know, as I said, it's brand new, but it has some resource pages on there. Oh, and then um, we'll be adding, as I said, more videos as I can and actually having them housed where people can um, go through it more as a webinar. But in the meantime, um, they can look at the guide and then there's the YouTube video of the training. And then how can they show it in their community? Like if they want to do it in their church or in their schools, or how can they contact you to be able to do that? So on the website, um, it does have to how you can connect with me. Okay. And um, if they just contact me until I have the training of trainer videos up, 
I will do the training with them and then we can do a training of training afterwards. Um, and as I can get funding, I'd love to do learning collaboratives with people. Um, but yeah, they just need to get in contact with me and we can set it up. I love it. And um, Yvonne said, this is some great teaching. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you. Um, yeah. Because it is, I, I'm really getting a lot of information from her in a different perspective. And I appreciate it. One thing about your program, like I said before, it's free. So free help, free resources is always important, right? You you don't always find that. And I will say she'll take a donation too. So if you <laughs> do some training, we can always use a donation because everything you do is out of your pocket. So I advocate for that. Yeah, I just, so in December, um, there is an organization called We the World, and they gave me fiscal sponsorship. So I, it is a non, it has the nonprofit fiscal sponsorship um, to get me started um, because they, they recognize the value in it. And um, so people can donate through a 501c3 link. That's the donation button on there. And um so that's definitely helpful because I am trying to do everything um, as I can where it's like, if you can donate, great. But if you can't donate, I'm going to do it um, has been kind of the standard so far. And um, even, you know, the training events I've been doing, while I still obviously have to do some contract work in my life to pay bills, um, you know, you've seen that I've been doing even professional trainings for for free or donations. Um, and so, um, and again, if people didn't donate, there was, thank you for being part because the whole goal is to get the information out to people. So the world yeah. changes. <laughs> yeah. Arlan said, thank you. Um, that this is some good stuff. And thank you um, for your comment and for watching and joining us today, beautiful. I think it's important that we get the information out and that individuals know that it's here, it's free. If you are a victim advocate, go to her website. There are some great tools for advocates as well. I think that is important. It's hard for us to find free things. So I was I'm excited about that. Right? Yeah. Resources are priceless. I actually, um, next Monday, <laughs> the 17th, and then the 24th, I'm doing it in two parts. On the 17th, I'm doing the foundations okay. of Connect All. And then on the 24th, I'm doing a training on really then how do I use it? How do I use five through the filter? They're 90 minutes each and um, registration is free. If you want to donate, that's great to help, but registration is free. And um, for advocates, the Oklahoma Coalition Against Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault has, has approved professional um, um I just lost the initials, <laughs> the advocate CEUs. Yep. And um, and I know not every state accepts every other state, but I know a lot of states do. So just want to make sure people know that. And there are also um, some licensed CEUs too. So that's also posted on the website. If you go to events, it shows those trainings coming up and um, I'll be recording those um, to share them on the website as soon as it's over with. Um, but if you want to join live and, and be part of that, as I said, those are coming up just in the next two weeks. I love it. Can you post that um, in the Sexual Assault Advocacy Network as well? So yes. anytime that there are CEUs attached to it, and especially if you don't have to pay for the training, I always advocate for advocates to post in our group so that we know that it's available. 
because we're yes. always trying to learn. So I put it on this week's um, Mighty Me Monday. Mighty <laughs> Me Monday. Put it up top. So because okay. it's a free CU, put it as a main post. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I will do that. Yep. Because it's CEUs, like they need to see that. If you put it up under Mighty Me, people think that it's just about Gwen. It's more than that. It's so much greater than just about you. Oh, yeah. No, this is, this is, they can get the CEUs. It's so much greater. All right. It has been a pleasure. I wanted to know if there's anything else that you wanted to share, anything that we might have missed that you wanted to address before we end the podcast. You know, um, we've talked a lot about the need for logic and connection and all those pieces and about safety and hope and self-care. One of the things that Sorry, I have two thoughts in my head at once. I know we need to get in. So um, I would say one of the pieces that is so important for me is how every moment matters. And I mean, legitimately, every moment matters. I know every moment, the cost of what's already happening that we don't need. We don't need the suffering that we could prevent. I know every moment something else could happen we aren't prepared for. I know every moment our lives are connected to what I'm doing or not doing impacts you and you impact me. I know every moment something could happen to me. I could be in an accident, have an act of violence. So whether I died or was incapacitated, I want to make every moment matter. And there is this value and cost to life in every moment of our lives. And so carrying that and knowing that every moment what I'm doing is affecting every other child and innocent on this planet, not just me and who I'm attached to, but everybody, you know, you said, what, um, what keeps me grounded? There's that every moment matters. And so every single moment in my life, I want to be trying to do the best I can. I can't be perfect all the time, but that's why I use five through the filter so that I I'm trying to do the best I can, valuing the, the the value of the moment. I love that. That sounds so heartfelt. You know, every moment matters. And it's actually worthy to be on a greeting card. Or like on a, definitely should be on a Facebook post. So I'm going to post that at every moment matters and that we slow down and that we understand that because we go so fast, right? We don't we don't think about ourselves and where do we fit in this world. We don't. We don't take that moment. And I think it's so important. And that's why I appreciate you. I have learned a lot from you in this hour. And I think it's okay to be in this space of learning. Um, Yvonne says, I work with struggling students. Can you give me one thing I could do to help them? Um, one thing. Give them value. And if we start teaching them how to think, you know, if we give them that they're valuable and why they matter, that, you know, why, why is it important? Why am I important? Why are my actions important? And then we start showing them how they can impact their lives and get the world where they want it to be. Because so many times we have that the world is so much bigger than me. What can I possibly do? So if I start giving these skills of here's how to think, Here's how to stay self-connected and here's how to change the world around you. And you have the power to change the world around you. 
that that helps them change or that that um that gives them that that efficacy she said thank you and when i was a kid i didn't feel like i had any power that i didn't have a voice that i couldn't change anything the world was what it was school was what it was i think that really will make a difference that at a young age we empower them right let them know their value and have buy-in. Nobody told me like that I was valuable and that I had a voice. You know, it was shut down so much. So, Yvonne, I hope that helps. So, thank you for your question tonight. I really hope that helps. All right. Well, that was great. I am glad that you got through your very first podcast. I know that there will be more to come because you have so much information to share, and it really is a different perspective when it comes to self-care. You just changed the whole entire game. And I hope that the entire world can get this perspective because it'll be a better place. Like we wouldn't have the violence against each other if we came from this perspective of self-care. Absolutely. And thank you so much, Dr. Vanessa. You have been so supportive and, and even given me this opportunity. So thank you. You are welcome. It is my honor. So thank you all for joining us today. Yes. It has been very informative to think about self-care. I have really been practicing self-care because I work a lot. And then I just shut down for like two days. And that's not the way. So 2022, I will be taking more breaks. I will be on vacations. Even if it's a day, I'm going to take more time for myself. And during that time, I'm going to self-reflect and try to heal and do meditation and journal, right? And seeing what I could do, the five things that I can do in my life to make a difference on a daily basis. That is truly self-care. It's not always just getting a pedicure, you know, or going somewhere by yourself, watching a movie. It's greater than that. It's greater than it, and how can we impact others? So thank you for that perspective. This month, we have some great things going on. Hush No More will be turning three. So our Hush No More anniversary is February the 20th. We are going to have a paint night, and the theme is Freedom to Heal. And so I am excited about that. Candace Thompson is going to be our host. So you'll be able to find the link to be able to join us for our paint night. It is going to be a good day. It's from three to five on a Sunday, February 20th. We are also planning for April the 2nd, we will have our concealed weapon permit training that is going to be by WarTech Self-Defense. Lance Adams is coming back to give us some more training. I believe that you have a right to protect yourself and that you should learn how to use your weapon and that you should do it legally. So you should be protecting yourself and that'll be in Columbia, South Carolina on April the 2nd. April the 9th is our 5K against sexual abuse. Right. No matter what your trauma is, you can come out, you can walk with us, you can run. It's a certified run for our runners. You can also do it virtually online. We would love for you to join us. You can go to our website at hushnomore.org slash 5K and sign up for our 5K. It's a way that we could raise awareness and also to raise money for our organization. So support us virtually or in person in South Carolina. We would love to meet you and come out and just have a great day. There's vendors, there'll be food, and just a lot of love that we'll be sharing on that day. And then on April the 30th, we have Stomp Out Crime. That is for Crime Victims Week. We are doing a, a step show at Benedict College. So look for more information on our website about that. So we have a lot of things coming up in the month of April for Sexual Assault Awareness Month, as you know. So mark your calendars. Also, next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tierra Mack will be joining us talking about how to heal naturally for trauma, from trauma. What can you do? That's on January 18th. And then on January 25th, 
How do you heal from trauma through meditation? Shamel Riley want to be giving us some good information on meditation. If you meditate, don't know how to meditate, don't know what meditation is, want to try it, you tried, you failed, join us on the 25th because meditation really does work and I'm getting better. I'm not good at it, so I'm going to be listening to Shamel as well. As always, we are here offering free counseling. We're here to help anyone that's in need. Reach out to us. We love you. We just want to be in that space of showing you love and kindness. And so thank you for joining us. Peace and blessings to you all. I look forward to seeing you in the media world or at an event near you. Peace and blessings. Thank you once again, Gwen. And I know that today is going to be a great day for a lot of people who are actually paying attention to what you just shared and going to implement in their lives. So thank you.